Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Girl Never Again. This is your host, Nana. And this is Trinity. And we have some very sad news for you guys. Uh-oh. Um, winter is no longer a part of the Girl Never Again crew. Um, so from this episode on, it will be just me and Trinity. Yes, ma'am. But we got this, though. Nothing's going to change. Everything's still going to be the same. Right. We're still going to air every Sunday. Don't worry. We're still going to be lit. So um, if you guys were a fan of Winter. Sorry. Sorry. But, um, yeah, she's not going to be on the show from this point forward. Okay? All right. But let's get started. We have a good episode planned for you guys today. Um, we're going to talk about being a young black woman professional mm-hmm. um, in this era during this pandemic with everything going on. So let's get started. So I had graduated college August 2019. I got my first big girl job in January of 2020. Okay. And I was excited. I was, you know, motivated. I was eager to do great. And I did do great. Um, I did very well at the job. Um, but somewhere along the lines of March, I started, I began to get burnt out. Um, burnt out is a term used commonly in the social work world. It just means you stressed out, you over it, you done, like you just tired. Like it's like emotionally, mentally not even physically. I wasn't physically tired. I was just like be just be like yeah. At the end of each day it was like I would go home and just be done for the day. And yeah. It was like five o'clock. Yeah, and it was like on Fridays, like literally Friday, I was like, hang on, I wanna go back to work Monday. Like literally yes. as soon as we get off, it was like the time the the, the countdown was starting. Like we would be at the like out somewhere and be like, Damn, I wanna go to work on Monday. Yeah, it was really that bad. Like it was it would it would be Friday. And we're like, Dang, we gotta go to work on Monday. Like it was crazy. Like it was crazy how much we didn't wanna go back. And I remember the first time I felt stressed out was in March. I had took two days off because my cousin I had came from Canada. Y'all remember Kwaku? He was on the episode. He came in from Canada. So I worked Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then I took off Thursday and Friday. When I came back to work on Monday, yo, like everything was upside down. Like I was so behind. I had all this leftover work. I had corrections. I had new stuff coming up. I had treatment plans. I had uh, new kids being placed. I had a whole bunch of stuff like, you know, to do. And I just felt very I had so many, I think I had like nine treatment plans to do by like the end of that week. And I was like, yo, like that's crazy how I can't even enjoy my PTO without coming back to bullshit. Like to, you know, and I was like, dang, I just wish. It's almost like it's not even worth taking off. Yeah, it's it's a lot of times that I didn't even take off that I should have taken off. And then it's like uh, a lot of times where it was just like, let me just make sure that this is done. Um... So I don't have to worry about this when I come back or when I was sick, girl, I I had, um, I had strep throat, then I had tonsillitis. I literally went to the urgent care at four in the morning and I was going to go to work because I just, I didn't want to be behind. Yeah. And so I texted the group message for work. I was like, Hey guys, I have strep throat or whatever, but I wasn't saying like I wasn't coming in. I was letting everybody know like, look, if your throat hurt, it's strep because <laughs> I got it or whatever. And so my supervisor was like, well, just stay home or whatever. Um, you know, for put, the rest of the week. Yeah, and just putting your time. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I can like, I literally can work because I didn't want to get behind. I already know it's gonna be behind, so I just did whatever I could do. Like, you know, and I didn't want to feel like that anymore. Like, it, it was like it's an overwhelming sense of 
like stressed right all the time right all the time and it was like going into office we knew when our supervisor was in a bad mood we knew when she was in a good mood and it was like a fake good mood like like do you remember that time when she was like um (laughs) that time when she was with that treatment plan for one of the kids i had and she had corrected it and she didn't give it back to me but she swore she gave it back to me yes the thing is she would forget stuff and then blame us for it. Yeah. I'm like, girl, are you crazy? Like, yeah. I know she did that to me plenty of times. Like, yeah. When I had um, one of my foster parents had uh, QQA or whatever, and I gave it to her, and she was like, "You didn't get to." I said, "Yes, the hell I did." And yeah. You find it because I'm not doing it. Again. She told me to figure it out without what. I was like, what would you like me to do? She was like, figure it out. Yeah. About let me the know missing... when you come up. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Girl. Let me know what you come up with a solution. Girl, I gave you the treatment plan to correct and you didn't correct it. So, so... you let me know when you come up with a solution. Okay. And she was like, everything must be done by uh, CLB today. So she left. I remember she left at 4 o'clock. Well, I think I had plans. I think I was going to Yas' house. We was getting um, turkey leg cut, and we were just having fun. And this this was like the time where the lockdown was very serious with nothing open. So Yas, Yas went to turkey leg cut, went to go get our food. I went straight to Yas' house or whatever. But I remember she left at 4 o'clock. And then um, Trinity, you had something to do, huh? You had went to a house. Probably. Yeah, but Trinity wasn't there. I remember I just got um, all my treatment plans together. The one that she lost or whatever – we're supposed to, so after she signs it, I'm supposed to send it to the caseworker and the foster parent to sign, then I can upload it or whatever. So she didn't sign it. I still sent it to the caseworker. I sent it to the foster parent and it was signed like that. And I just uploaded it that way and she cleared it out. But I, but when they did the, um, the leveling again, like in June, why, when they did a YBT in June, she probably noticed noticed that she didn't ever sign it, but that's okay. Cause she told me, Oh, when you come up with a solution, let me know. That's what, that was my solution. And she finally, she probably finally (laughs) noticed it. Yeah. So we said all this to say, basically we felt like we needed a way out of our jobs. So, um, towards the end of our job at the, at our old job, towards the end of our, what do you, what do you call it? I don't know. Towards the end before we quit, yeah, we um, both of us were just like, what can we do to make like steady money? Yeah, to where we're our own bosses and we don't have to answer to nobody, we don't have to work for nobody. We can decide when we want to pay increase. So that's when we decided to become entrepreneurs. Right. So as you guys know, I am the owner of the Knock Shop Boutique. Yay. Oh, <laughs> and I am now a licensed real estate agent. So, not saying that I will not be back in social work because I love social work. I probably but will be back. Sorry. I actually just recently had a job interview on Tuesday for another social work position. Um, so hopefully, fingers crossed, I get it. Yeah. But um, another part of being like a black professional in the workplace, like you have to know like your fit, like. I can't say case management. If it's just strictly case management, it's, it's not, not for me. Yeah. I can't. I really felt like a data entry clerk for real. Like, just day in, day out, I'm typing. typing. That's all we did was type. Staying in an office. I didn't like staying in an office all day mm-hmm. long. I'm more a field person. Yeah. I, I like working in the field. Yeah. yeah. So I understand that any social work job, you're going to have a case management aspect to it. But the job I just interviewed for had a lot more hands-on interaction face-to-face with the clients, which were youth and not foster grown parents. I don't want to work with foster grown parents. I want to <laughs> work with foster kids. Yeah. Like, no. Foster grown parents. <laughs> 
But yeah, 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 I get it. Like, I didn't want to be in a, I don't want to be sitting in an office all day long. Yeah. Nine to five. Yeah. Like, and then when, nine. and then when they told us that we can do our, um, our home visits and stuff like over the phone Virtual, and stuff. That's when I was just like. That's when it got serious because yeah. I felt like had the, had coronavirus not happened, we would probably still be working there because we, we couldn't sit in the office all day like that with Tiffany, bro. Yeah. Cause it was cool. Cause before every other week was at the phone. office, yeah. 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 <laughs> but and then, then the weeks in between, really didn't have nothing to do. Yeah, yeah. So and that was, I feel like that was better. Yeah, that was better. And then okay, so had we stayed, they're about to switch to a remote schedule. But still, the thing is with the she remote was schedule. Me. Oh, okay, she was calling, calling me, calling me, calling me, texting like, me, like as if she didn't trust us to do the job. I'm yeah, like, girl, I don't want to talk to you. I literally did not like her. I would watch my phone ring as she would call me. I would literally just sit there and watch it and not call her back. Like I didn't when she would text me, I wouldn't respond. Like it was one time one of my kids got uh sent to a psych hospital. You should have told her that though. I, I didn't want to talk to her. It was after work hours and I didn't want to talk to her. And so I didn't tell her. And the next day she was like, "Well, I didn't know." First of all, all they did was admit the boy, and we went home. Yeah, that was it. she was just like, "Anytime one of our kids is admitted, I deserve to know." What Girl, happened. then you should have stayed, and you would have knew. Yo, you know what? That because that was messed up though. Because you know she we're such a team. She was the one who went to the house, and she called me. I was all the way on the north side. Exactly. So we such a team. Yeah. Why didn't you? Why didn't you go to the hospital with him? Exactly. Like she I, she made me. She made me leave the office when I had something to do. She made me leave the office. Go to Sugarland. Well, we was already Sugarland. Go down the street in Sugarland, then go all the way to the hospital. And I was just like, just wait on me. Just and then by the time I got to the hospital, Cheney <laughs> was, was already there. Well, no, it wasn't. Oh. No, that was the day me and Yasmin the prospect. Oh. That yeah, that was the day we went to prospect. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. <laughs> Anyway, back to our young professor. Yeah. Y'all see why we were burnt out? It was just too much. Too much. And, it, it okay, so the whole office was full of PV grads. The only person who was not a PV grad was the office manager. So it was four people in the office, a total of five. So one person was not a PV grad, so it was four of us in the office or so whatever. Very small office. We were all PV grads and stuff like that. And I just felt like, at first, it was like a very like embracing environment. We all know where we came from and stuff. Oh, me and Trinity interned with them last summer, so it yeah. was cool. It was like we was going to be tight. Right. And so, like, the dynamic worked for a little while, but it was like, sometimes it's like, you're trying to be our friend and you're going to be our supervisor. Okay, pick one, because I'd rather you just be our supervisor the whole way. Don't try to be my friend. Right, because I have enough friends. Okay, don't try to be friendly. Don't try to tell me. She was, it was just so unprofessional. Like, she would literally sit there in the in the workplace and talk about her love life. Now, I get it. Me and Trinity would talk about our love life, too, but it was to each other. Each other, not our supervisor. Okay, and, and it she was, would just be nosy, button in our conversation. Yeah, that she, was where she thought she was our friend. Yeah, because we weren't even talking to you first. Okay, we weren't, and she just opened her door and started talking so to who's, us. Who's girl? Yeah. Who are you talking about? Remember we were talking about the draft? Oh, did they get? Yeah, my girl, what <laughs> Maybe okay. May, so part of me believes that maybe she had a little bit of good intention, but she's just not good with people. Yeah, she's not a people. That's the thing about her. She's not a people person. I thought she was at the internship, which I should have known then that she wasn't by how she would get into it with Miss uh, the office manager mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. But she's just not a good people person. The way she talks to elders kills me every single time. I just be looking at her like, why are you? Why are you disrespecting people? They didn't even do it. Yeah. They just called up to the office. And I hate how she treated our foster parents. Our foster parents so rude. We had some of the sweetest foster parents who just really only wanted to help or were like genuinely confused about something and they would call her to ask. 
And she was rude to them. Yeah. Like, it, it, it was like every little thing she wanted to write them up. Uh, yeah. She wanted to uh, give them a letter of concern. Every for little what? thing. Like, for what? Yeah. For, like, no. One of my favorite foster parents. Oh, my gosh. Y'all know, y'all don't know this, but I love Hispanic people. I love Mexicans. <laughs> I love uh, Salvadorians. I love just, I just love Mex- Mexicans, Hispanics, everybody. So this lady, she was from Mexico, whatever. She had three little girls, and she always, she had um, kids that she had adopted. And so they all lived around her, so they would always come to the house. With foster care, you have to, the people that come to your house have to be background checked, fingerprinted, and everything to be around the kids. So she didn't have that process done yet. So one time I'm doing her, um, her home visit through FaceTime, and then her adopted son walks in. And so she's like... Oh, I barely knew he was coming. <laughs> so, like, so I'm like, okay, well, you have to get, we have to go through the whole background check, check process with fingerprints and everything. You need to come up here with them. All of your people that come to your house, please. So um, my supervisor was like, oh, no, not let her in concern. I was like, please, no. She, she, she told me she's going to have her stuff in. She's going to have her stuff in or whatever. Sure enough, next day, came in with all her adopted kids, all her grown adopted kids or whatever. She's like, yeah, I was going to give her a letter of concern. But since she came in, I was like, I told you she's going to come in. Yeah. Like, you don't, like, and the way she would want me to talk to the foster parents, like Miss Miss uh Miss O, mm-hmm. she would always be like, no, you need to tell her. Did you, you need to demand her. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, talk to people like that. Yeah. Like, and no. it was like we would me and Nana would try to defend our foster parents because it it really wasn't that serious. Like, the yeah. stuff, like we would have to notify her about it, but it still wasn't that serious for a letter of concern. Mm-hmm. And so we would, she would be like, Well, I'm just gonna give them a letter of concern. We would just be like, No, like you don't need to and, and she's like, like, Why are you y'all defending them? Because we're their case yeah. workers. That's yeah. why you have no relationship with them. We do. Like me and Cindy still talk to our foster parents to this, to day. this day. Like I told one of my foster parents that I left and she started crying. Right. Like literally, like, but I'm just saying, we just saying all this to say, like, I hate, like, the. I think there's a stigma on black people in the workplace, and it's this is it, this is why, like, you know, right. this is why even PV, like, if I, like, if somebody else came in or whatever, and they didn't go to PV, like, oh no, this she went to PV and it's ran, it's ran by PV. All these bitches are from PV. That's yeah. what I mean. Like, you know, like, you have to set the tone so people can, you know, remove the stigma away from black people in the workplace. Like, she's part of the reason why there's She's stigma. part of Her the reason. Her attitude is part so, of the reason. She's like, she's like a angry, the angry black woman for real, like the epitome of the angry black yeah. woman. You can, when, as she, she's, she's miserable in life. Yeah. Like, as soon as she pulled into the, as soon as she pulled into the, to the, to the parking lot, you can feel the energy. Her attitude. Yeah. You can feel the way she pulled in. Like, okay. In okay. The way she pulled in, like it you didn't even like, have to okay. see her pulling. You already automatically knew. Oh, she's she, she here. Me, yeah, and like it, it was like to be like that. Like, it was like a dictatorship. Like it was like she could do certain stuff, but we had to like she could get away with certain stuff, but we couldn't get away with it. Like coming in. Okay, so she was always late every single day. It was probably two times from January to May to June that she was not late. Okay, the day that she was on time and everybody else was late, she gonna send an email. If you're more than ten minutes late, you need to let me know. You need to let the office manager know. And if you don't, then I need to. We need to take corrective action. And when we say late, we don't mean three, four minutes late. She was like thirty minutes late. late. We're supposed day. to be at the office at eight thirty. She'll come in at nine, nine ten, nine fifteen, and just walk in. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> not, even, not even like that. Good morning. Yeah. That's how she was Slam her door. It's in her office. Yeah. 
That's it. Yeah. Anyway, enough about her. Because <laughs> we're, we're on to bigger and better things. We are. We so, are. We're going to talk about our um, entrepreneurship. So, question. Yes. Um, who were your mentors that enc- like encouraged you to start your career or your boutique? My boutique. Okay. So, my boutique, there's this girl on YouTube. Her name is The Fine Guru. She had the least amount of videos but with the most information wow yeah um janice charte janice i think it's janice janice charte i don't know her name but i know her on her youtube it's like janice or janice charte whatever Mm um who else um glamazante hey girl Mm-hmm. Um, what's the other girl's name? She has a shop called um, Hot Headed. I forgot. Oh, Mariah Vitale. So much information. Um, uh, there's other girls on there, but I would like I don't really remember their names or whatever. But like, I honestly I don't really have like a mentor for my boutique really, unless it's like my sister because my sister has an e-commerce store for purses. Mm-hmm. But if I'm being honest, I got her on that because I heard Dr. Bright talking about it in class right, right, right. or whatever. And her, she connected with Dr. Bright and did that, but whatever. But my sister, Afia, she's like, we're on the same, we have like the same mindset and stuff like that. She'd be helping me with like inventory and stuff like what I should get or what I shouldn't get and everything. So like as you were watching your videos, were you like taking notes? Or um, you remembering everything pretty much? I think, okay, when it came to like doing my uh, EIN number and my um my sales tax permit or whatever um I was doing it as they were talking mm-hmm. um I did take notes from Janice Charte the other day when she was talking about um how to price um your items or whatever I did take notes then um most of the stuff I we I would like listen to watch the videos listen to the videos when I'm in the shower when I'm in the car if I'm going to sleep so I just I just memorized it yeah that's cool that's cool mm-hmm um how do you balance your entrepreneur life with your friends that don't understand the challenges that we experience i i tell them maybe if you had a business you were passionate about you would know what it takes to run a fucking <laughs> business but you don't so don't even act like you know what i'm talking about that's what i just say in the conversation's over yeah <laughs> quote from kim k yeah um so where do you hope your business will take you? Like where do you hope it'll take? Okay, so by this time next year I will have a six figure boutique and I'm claiming that now. I actually claimed that last Friday. Yeah. Okay. I, we so, actually claimed that well we didn't claim that, but we claimed that we was gonna be living luxury by next year. year. Yeah. So I already know like it once winter moves out, if she if, if I don't have another roommate, I need to be I'm gonna be at the point where I'm straight, like I could pay the rent by myself, like without a roommate or whatever. Honestly I don't even want another roommate if I'm being honest. Yeah. So I need to be at a point where I could pay, I like living here, like, you know, at this level <laughs> of bougie but um, I need to be able to stay here by myself, so, yeah, and I, so far, so good, like, I think I'm doing good, but, yeah, you really are, so, it's just a lot, okay, so your turn, okay, what made you want to be a real estate agent, so, I've always been interested in interior designing, flipping houses, I still want to flip houses, um, Things of that nature. I used to go to open houses just when I was bored. Just mm-hmm. to look at houses. I love looking at the inside houses. The little details. The crown like, molding. Whatever they say on house owners. Yeah. <laughs> Every little aspect of a home just like captures my interest. This mm-hmm. is something I've always been into. So, um, I feel like during undergrad, my last semester, I was like, mm, 
on social work. Like, I want to do it, but, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me just go ahead and get my real estate license. So that's when I started uh, my courses with my last semester of undergrad. Mm-hmm. Yup. Okay, so how far are you trying to go? I'm trying to be making six figures within a year. So are you eventually going to try to have your own brokerage? Yeah, of course. But you have to have your real estate license for four years before you can do that. So, I'll have to be in real estate for a few years. Oh, that's why you're telling me, like, it's probably not Jocelyn's brokerage, right? Because she just got hers not so long ago. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's her dad's. Yeah. But But you um, can have a... You can have a real estate team within a brokerage. So, like, I'm a part of the team. Okay. So, does your girl, the girl? She has her broker license, but she's still under our broker. Okay, got it. Yeah, so she's not a, a, what do you call it, an independent broker, but she's still a broker. So, the girl, so when y'all sell houses, does the percent go to her or does it go to the man? It goes to the man. So, so what the hell is she doing? Just mentoring. Oh, okay. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, like, you can become a broker. Really, it's kind of dumb to become a broker and be still under someone else because... Maybe she's just working on her stuff. Probably. Yeah. She's only been doing it for four years. Yeah. So. Is she young? Mm-hmm. I mean, she's looking young. Oh, you don't know how old she is? Um, Probably like 28. Uh, yeah, she has a little girl with her. But yeah. So yeah, I plan on um opening my own brokerage. I kind of want to be a real estate investor too. Mm-hmm. They like buy homes and then flip them. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, hopefully, I'm pretty sure the real estate will take me far. I just got to really get into it and decide what I really want to do. Yeah. But. I would, if I ever did real estate, I keep saying this, I would do Airbnb, like, no doubt. Yeah. I would definitely do Airbnb. I would, um, there was a, a point in time on YouTube that I YouTube wholesaling houses. I can't do, I, I just don't, it's just it's too a much. Lot. Yeah. <laughs> that is a lot. I cannot, uh-uh. They talked about that in my course, and I was just like, you lost me. After the first two. Wholesaling. Yeah. And, like, on YouTube, the white niggas be talking about, like, it's just easy. Like, you know, the white man, like, what are you doing? You need, you know, you can do that. You just quit the nine to five. And then, and then. I don't feel like any part of real estate is really easy. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many steps. There's so many it's dips, some, and, and then it's different. So like, much legal case, stuff. Yeah, every case isn't going to be the same. Like, you might have a house that when you do the walkthrough, it's good to go. You might have a house when you do the walkthrough. Now it needs to be inspected. Now you got to have a appraisal. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. Every every house like case situation is different. That's the thing. Yeah. About it, and it is a lot of legal stuff. There's a whole course on just legal paperwork. <laughs> See, then that's what I'm not. That's not what I'm gonna do right now. Yeah. That's not. Mm-mm. But okay, so when like you think about like professionalism, like what are some things that you've seen that's not? You could talk about benchmark or whatever i don't care if it's the name you can talk about that place <laughs> or like anything but what are some things that you've seen that are like you deem as like not professional and like you want to remove that stigma away from black people okay one see this is the thing about bench about benchmark and our old supervisor my mom has been in the same position for 21 years since i was what one mm-hmm. so i know from her what a professional manager should look like as like off rip mm-hmm. she used to get on my ass all the time like you don't need to wear wrinkled clothes because that gives you like black people back stigma when yeah come into the office and their shorts are wrinkled or their mm-hmm. skirts wrinkled or whatever stuff like that so when i see people who come in who are like looking slouchy that's unprofessional. She used to always complain about people who come in and are like leaning on their desk or mm-hmm. like slumped over. Mm-hmm. That's unprofessional to me. Super from a supervisor standpoint, when you're talking about drinking, coming or being drunk, 
or smoking weed and you're talking about that to your employees, that's unprofessional as hell. Yeah. And that was coming from our last supervisor. Yeah. Um, she would always talk about how she would get drunk. And, always. Like, one time she made us rush to finish an assignment for her. and Before she left. But, like, so she can correct it. So we asked her for the corrections, like, the next day. She's like, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I didn't even look at it. We had a Zoom a Zoom uh, happy hour, and I got drunk. Like We should actually send this episode in our supervisor. <laughs> I would love to do that. But anyway, I should have said all this when I recorded her ass, but anyway. <laughs> Um, we should have. We should I just, I was, I was just done. Over, I, wasn't try, yeah. I wasn't trying to get nobody in trouble. I was like, let me just stop. I was trying to get her ass in trouble, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, just stuff like that. Also, she would sit in our meetings and like put her makeup on. Yeah, she. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's how I wake up like 15 minutes early just to put my makeup on, so I'm not coming to the office doing it. Girl, I wouldn't even. Girl, office. if I don't have at least an hour to do my makeup, I'm not doing it, and I wouldn't wouldn't do my makeup most of the time. I didn't most do of my the makeup. time, yeah, it's just the five of us. Yeah, like what are you doing your makeup for? And she would we would have meeting every Monday. She'll sit there and literally press in her makeup on her face, like draw you, on her her eyebrows. Cause she didn't have any. And she knows if any one of us would have tried to put our makeup on during the meeting, she would have said something. Exactly. That's another thing. Leading by example. Don't tell me what to do and you're not, not doing it. Exactly. Don't tell me. She would tell me all the time. Get off your phone. Minimize your phone. And, and it should be on FaceTime loud. On, yeah, on FaceTime or sitting on her phone playing dominoes. Like, like why you know you have stuff to do. You right. Know you have stuff to correct. Right. But you're on our ass about everything. You're not leading by example. And then Same she told you. us to stop talking. Like, are we in sixth grade? Okay. Are we twelve? Hell no. And she, she's like, y'all get y'all work done, but y'all just talk too much. Okay, and we get our work done, and so, so, so what? what? She just used to hate on the fact that we were friends, probably because she don't have no friends. I know she don't have no friends. She used to go home to her nieces and nephews, and it's the only people who liked her. But anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Back to entrepreneurship. Okay, question for you. What is the biggest piece of advice you would give for female entrepreneurs? Oh, like, just do it. Just do it, and just stay consistent. <laughs> You know what? I thought it was going to be hard to stay consistent because it's hard to stay consistent with keto. But anyway, but <laughs> I thought it was going to be hard to stay consistent, but it's not that hard. Like, once you start seeing, like, your hard work, like, coming to pay off. pay off or whatever, and even, it's it's exciting. Like, I feel like it's exciting for when I make, when I'm packing stuff up and I'm going to the post office and I'm putting it, like, it's exciting. Even yeah. if I just get one order, I'm just taking one order, I'm like, yep, I'm about to pack this shit off. Boom, 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 boom. And I ship it off, whatever. Like, it's exciting. It's exciting looking for inventory. Like, everybody likes online shopping. But, yeah. like, online shopping to make you money in the end, like, that's another different high. Like, that's a whole nother high. Like, a whole yeah. nother level. Like, I actually enjoy shopping. Yeah, it's fun. Like, it's really fun. Like, you know, um, taking pictures, like, getting cute. Now, it looks like I, anytime I dress up, I try to put on one of my boutique clothes so I can take pictures or whatever. That's fun. Um, I don't know. Um, I like when um, people that buy the clothes send me pictures of them in the clothes. I'm like, yeah, yo, like I love good. that. Yeah, yeah. That's cute, yeah. So it's 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 not hard to stay consistent. It's because it's fun, you know? Mm-hmm. And at first, when I first started this, I was like, okay, I think it's, it's going to, I knew, because Trina, you had brought it up before. I was like, that's a lot. A boutique is a lot, but it's oh, fun. Oh, I was saying, because I was saying, we should, we should make a boutique Yeah, together. yeah, yeah. And then I was like, I was like, Trina, I think I want to do it, but I want to do it by myself. Yeah. But it was not, it was nothing like against her or whatever. I just knew it was just gonna be a lot, and I know how I am, and it's like I don't wanna, I don't wanna like compromise on this. Like I yeah. would want it to be like exactly oh, how you want exactly, it. yeah, exactly how I want. Like it's called the knock shop. It's my name. Like if I did with Trinity, wouldn't wouldn't be called the knock shop because yeah. it's like whatever. I didn't even take it that way. I was just like okay. Yeah, no, yeah, but I'm just saying like 
I know it was gonna be a lot though, but like you have to you have to make it like a full body decision. You can't just start it and then just stop because mm-hmm. now you're embarrassed. Like you know now you're a failure to to people. <laughs> like you know, yeah. so like I don't know if anybody wants to start a boutique, it's not too saturated. I, it seems like that now though because every time I go on Instagram, I see like an ad for a boutique. I'm like, damn, everybody got a boutique, but it's because I'm searching boutique stuff on my phone. Also, same with real estate. Look how many real estate agents there are. Yeah. Getting a getting licensed every single day. Yeah. But it's not a saturated career. Everybody's gonna need a house. Yeah. Everybody needs clothes. Yeah. Everybody needs clothes. Like and then like the style's changing. Like you might people might go to a boutique that doesn't really like match your style. Like I never bought anything from Fashion Nova ever. I've never bought anything. Have you bought anything from Fashion Nova? Yeah. What's the story that you know about anything from? Mm, like pretty little things. Okay. Like big time stores, pretty little yeah. things. I don't really online shop that much. Okay. Because like I was more of a boohoo girl. I just, I've never bought anything for boohoo. See, yeah. So I don't know. So like every like shop is gonna be different from like it's gonna fit like a different audience, like a different like um, group of girls or whatever. Kwaku was telling me that I need to add men's clothes. Mm. But I was telling him I was like, yo, I need some inspiration for men's clothes. So I don't know what niggas wear. Yeah. And like. I mean, I think you should uh, focus on the women girls. Like, what yeah, you're doing right he now. told me he told me he would want to like collab. Like he was like he would help me. I yeah. The, okay, I would like that, but like I want to get a hang of like the what women's clothes first. Yeah. I think you should do a collection. Like collections would be super cute. Mm-hmm. Like so for my next drop, I'm doing it. My next shop is gonna be in September sometime. Whenever the clothes get here, in September. Yeah. Um. And whatever I'm ordering right now, it's a lot of fall, like, colors, like, mauve and, like, olive and, like, tan and stuff like that Mm -hmm. or whatever. So, like, that would be, like, a fall collection. But um, I was trying to – and listeners, don't take my ideas. I was trying to – because no boutique does this right now. Maybe I should – no, I'm not even going to say. I'm going to tell you later. Yeah, don't say (laughs) But um, But, yeah, that's what I would tell. Just do it. Yeah. So what was the hardest part about real estate? Passing the test. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I mean, like the courses I took them online, so it was easier for me to bullshit. So like I would, you know, be watching like a video, be playing, I'll be watching it, I get up, go do something else, come back, it's still on, I'm watching it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it was like I got the I got the information enough to pass the the course test, but mm-hmm. I wasn't like I was just doing it to pass the course test. I wasn't like really retaining the information. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that I finished my course test in February and didn't take the state test until June, mm-hmm. I didn't even remember none of it. Yeah, I tried to like study for a night and then go and take the test, thinking I, it was just gonna come together, and no, uh, it didn't come together like that at all. So I actually had to study for like a month straight. Yeah, just to pass it. I yeah. was like going to class because like my real estate school offered. Um, prep exam prep classes so I took the prep class twice I was like making flashcards reading the book like word for word every single day just to remember the information yeah and I still probably barely passed the test <laughs> but it's something that'll show you I would want to know like yo yeah. I need to know my score yeah because when you <laughs> fail it gives you like the, the categories of the test and then it tells you how many questions were on in that specific category and then how many you got right yeah in that test so is it how many you got right how many you got wrong it was how many, how many you got, got right. Oh, bitch, I don't know. I think it was how many you got right out of, I don't know. One, it was something like that anyway. Yeah. But then when you pass, it just says pass. Like, pass, that's it. So what are you going to do with your, when you, like, with the money that you first sell your first house with? Sell my first house with? Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know. I haven't even thought about that yet. Okay, I have I have a list of whys, like a reason why I would need the money. So one, I want to give my grandmother a headstone. Mm-hmm. No, no, she died almost four years ago. And just not it's mm-hmm. just a piece of grass. So that's I think that's the first. I said that was what I was gonna do first mm-hmm. when I get my first sale. Mm-hmm. Probably that. That's and nice. And then yeah, I want to buy my mom a house eventually. Like that's my main goal. My mom house. Mm-hmm. Or buy her a drink car. One of the two. Probably a house because I'm gonna sell it to myself mm-hmm. and then give it to her. <laughs> Probably, yeah, that's probably my my main two goals after my first few sales. What I'm gonna do? Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Same same question to you. Um, well, you've already got your first sale, but just say after you make like ten thousand dollars. If I make okay, when you make when I make my first ten grand, okay, when I make my first ten grand in one month, I'm sorry, but. My credit is important to me. I'm going to pay my credit cards off with that ten dollars that one Like <laughs> it's just so important. Like when my credit score is low or when my credit cards are high, I feel really bad about myself. It's like and it's not like anybody knows my credit score is nobody knows how much I owe my credit cards, but I know, like yeah. God knows. Like, you know, and when I think about the stuff that I spend like they could have been paid off. It, I think about that all the time. Okay. I think so, I have a credit card for like three hundred dollars that I never paid off. You see, and that could have been paid off. A long time ago. Girl, three hundred. Girl, I got two credit cards that's thousands of dollars. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know, that's gonna be my first thing. I just want to get out of debt, really. I just want to get out of debt. My first, my first ten thousand dollar a month is going to my credit cards. I that's am not. Good. And when I say ten thousand dollar a month, if my ten thousand dollars is like what I made overall, then I'm going to take half of that, put that back inside my business, and take that 5000 to pay, pay off a credit card or whatever. Yeah. But if if I have $10,000 profit, bitch, all of that, half, like, that means I made 20000 that month, yeah. and half of that is going to my credit cards, half of that is going to whatever. But for me to make $10,000 a month, I need to have $10,000 in like inventory. Yeah. But this next drop should be, I was trying to price it last Friday. Trying to price everything so I can have at least ten thousand dollars in inventory, but it's so hard because I'm trying to pay under a thousand dollars for the inventory. So it's so hard to try to make it, you know. And like, who knows if I'm gonna sell all of that in one month? Which I know I I could. It's possible. Mm-hmm. I have wrote something down, so it's like I wrote something down. So ten thousand dollars a year is. $8,333 a month, which is um, low-key, I don't even remember like the rest of the breakdown, but it's $278 a day, mm-hmm. right? So if I have six orders with a profit of $50 every day, yeah, like it, it seems so simple, it but seems it'll so attainable. Yeah, if, if like let's say if I get six orders of $100 right now, mm-hmm. if I get six orders of $100, that, that that's $50. Like if I'm, I, I'm tripping, but I'm saying if I get six, if I get six one hundred dollar orders, and that's not hard to get in my that's store. 600. That's six hundred dollars, right? Yeah. If I do six hundred dollars, let me get my calculator out right now. <laughs> so, if I do six hundred dollars every day for thirty days, that's eighteen thousand dollars, right? But I'm gonna divide that whole by two. That's nine thousand dollars in profit. That's crazy. That's nine thousand dollars back in my business. So I can next time I can do uh oh, forty thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah. So bigger. Yeah. That's how you grow. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Anyways, what was the question? What, what am I going to buy? Oh, yeah. that Okay, so I'm going to make sure my credit card is paid off. Okay? Yeah. Okay, the second time, I'm just going to save it. The third time, mind you, hopefully I get this job because that, that job I just interviewed for, like the salary is good or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Um, and I can just use that money to pay my bills and stuff. So, so the second time I reach that much per month or whatever, I'm going to save it. Then the third time I'm going to also save it. And then I'm going to buy me my Mercedes in cash from an auction. Oh, because cool. my uh, brother-in-law, he buys cars from auctions and then like resells them. And he mainly buys Mercedes. So he like literally gets a Mercedes for $13,000. And job. like like 20, 2016 Mercedes, like nice-ass cars. Um, that had been in an accident and it's a dent, and he'll take it, go, go get it fixed, and flip it, and flip it. Great to know because I'm definitely gonna have a Mercedes by June. Twenty twenty, yeah, twenty one. Okay. Definitely. My new phrase is, I ain't even gonna say no. I'm just gonna pull up in my bin. Okay. That's okay. My new and I'm gonna, I need to get it branded in my bathroom. Okay. If we hop in the bins, is that okay? okay. Uh, come on. <laughs> And we actually made that promise to each other. Yeah. Before we quit our job, we was like, we're going to be living luxury. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're not, I'm not. Girl, it was after we quit, bitch. It was after. We was on the way to Papa Do's. I remember. Bitch, we were sitting at um, Chipotle when we said it, too. I on my lunch break. That was the week we quit. That was our last week. Was it Chipotle? We said it probably both times. That was after we could. But remember when we was at Chipotle outside? Oh, with Salada. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember. You were you were eating Chipotle, that's why. Yeah. But So how important to you is it to have entrepreneurial friends that like know what you're going through? Not even just a boutique, but like a friend that has their own business. Um I mean it's it's important, but I mean, to be honest, I really don't have none like that. Just you. Yeah. And I really don't have any like that. Like that has the same mindset. Oh, true. Like I, I really, I don't know. Like I don't know anybody else that you know is going through the same. Like you know, I have people asking me how to start a business. Have like, and it's crazy. Like I just started mine. Girl, you can do exactly what I did. Like YouTube, like YouTube is is golden. I don't even know why YouTube is still free, to be honest with you. I don't know why YouTube is still free. Yeah. Yeah, I learned, like, when I was taking my real estate test, I got a lot of good information off of YouTube. Just watching YouTube yeah. videos for the test. YouTube is going to start charging people like that. I know they have YouTube premium, but they're going to start charging people regardless yeah. because I don't know why it's still free. Like, just the, the facts that yeah. you get off of it. Is like it's so much helpful. free knowledge, and people are over here selling, like, boutique academies, and there'll be, like, stuff that's online. Like, come on. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff these boutique people, they'll be like, oh, I really just learned trial and error. And that's all they're going to tell you. Oh, trial and error. But I haven't bought any, you know, course or anything like that. So I don't know what's really in these courses. But if I learn all that I learned right now off of YouTube, I'm pretty sure I'm straight. Yeah. The only thing, the only thing I'm gonna need help with is these taxes. Taxes, same. Being an independent contractor is like kind of scary if you think about mm -hmm. it. Just because, like, if you don't do something right, Mm -hmm. you're gonna be like in the hole. I think about that a lot. Yeah. So my taxes are due in October. Honestly, they they sent me (laughs) they sent me um some mail. I'm I'm even scared to open them, but yeah. Um, they're due in October. I think they're due quarterly or something like that. And I'm scared. If I don't save that that piece of tax, that's the, that's another thing I was telling you about the um. I wasn't telling you. I was telling that boy. Uh, so 
if you don't price your items right, like you're gonna miss out on so much money because you have to take that tax out. And a lot of people won't take the tax out just because they want to keep that extra stuff, but you have to take that tax out and pay your taxes first before you pay yourself. Like, yeah. But that's the thing with real estate: pay your taxes before you pay yourself because you just get a check mm-hmm. with no taxes taken out. Mm-hmm. So you gotta think. Come when your taxes is due, mm-hmm. you gotta have that money set aside. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. But for me, I think it's important to have entrepreneurial friends, even yeah. if it's just you, because I feel like we a lot of our conversations revolve around business. Like yeah, we talking about your business, I be talking about ours. Yeah, or just like our goals or things yeah. that we want for the future. I feel like that's my favorite part. Because you can like get scared off by like people who's not really like you motivated. know motivated. Yeah, that's the thing about me and and lazy. You, we're kind of. I feel like we. Some, you're just like more um, of a hustler than I am, but I feel like we kind of have the same mindset about stuff. And it's oh, thanks. I think I, 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 that was a really good compliment, actually. No, bitch, I'm, very I'm tired. I'm ambitious, too. Yeah, you but are. You're, you're really ambitious, too. Because I'll be tired. I'll be like, well, what the fuck am I doing? Okay. Okay. I'm But I'm going to Like, yeah. you just gotta do it. If you need help, just to ask for help. Like, yeah. 
and closed mouths don't get and don't yeah and don't be like too timid too shy with my when i approached my my first influencer i was shy like i was scared like she was gonna say no whatever whatever so i kind of just let like you know let it flow whatever but my next four influencers oh no we're gonna have uh, it's gonna be like from top to bottom exactly what you're supposed to do the time you're supposed to post what you're supposed to post this time this day whatever because i let this girl do free range and she not saying she didn't do a good job but it's not what i want what you want yeah i understand that she did do a good job but it could be better yeah but yeah so yeah, i understand that you want to do more of the story more of the story just do it fuck like that job <laughs> Fuck I that job, girl. I feel that 100%. You're going to get the money back. It's going to come back to a circle. That's a, one thing that I've learned this year. You, If you spend some money, it's going to come back it's, to you. Like, don't even stress about it's it. It's going to come back. It's going to come back. That might be my moral story. Your money will <laughs> come back to you. You'll be okay. And It'll come back to you in the perfect time. Exactly when you need it. Start that business. Be creative. Yeah. Be inspired. And if y'all know anyone who is wanting to buy a house, sell a house, get an apartment lease, you can email me at Trinity Gray, G-R-A-Y number four at gmail.com. I'll be happy to help you. Y'all can also follow my Instagram at Trinity Gray and Twitter at Trinity Gray 14. Um, if y'all need some clothes, sis, yeah. I only got a few more clothes from this collection left from this drop, this past summer drop left. Follow at the knock shop. Is at T H E N O K K S H O P yeah or whatever at the knock shop um and the knock shop dot com um yeah Instagram Instagram at the knock shop Twitter at the knock shop uh my Instagram at Nanaquaya already said online oh you did yeah okay great so <laughs> and follow uh girl never again um until next week you guys goodbye bye.